0: Welcome. This is the Fearlessly Divine Podcast. I'm Maya, your host, and I'm here to inspire you to fearlessly live your most authentic and best life, because life is just too short to not live on our own terms or to let our fears stop us from chasing our dreams. Now let's do this. Hello again, it's Maya. Welcome back to Fearlessly Divine. Today we'll be talking to Marissa Comerford who is a lawyer turned yoga instructor and workplace wellness advocate. Even though Marissa's story is different from mine, there were so many similarities, and I think that many people can relate to feeling the burnout, overwhelm, and exhaustion from our everyday lives. It's so inspiring to see how Marissa pulled herself out of the dark moments by following her joy and is now is sharing that joy with others. Let's listen in to see what we can gain from this conversation with Marissa. We're here with Marissa today, and we're going to be talking about pretty much Marissa's career trajectory and career change and what has inspired her to change, what changes she's made, what led her to want to make those changes. So thank you so much for being with us today, Marissa. I'm so excited to talk to you, Maya. Oh, me too. So uh, why don't you just give everybody a little bit of a background? What, What were you doing? What was the moment you realized that that wasn't it for you? And what are you currently working on?
1: Yeah, so um, my background as a a lawyer, I've been practicing employment law for better part of a decade. And, um, you know, I went into it, I think, like a lot of people do with any career, it's you want to help people, it's kind of like the foundation of most jobs is helping people. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of those types of high stress level jobs, um, a lot of us tend to get burned out. And so the irony for me was that I was helping employees. So it was employee side um, litigation, helping people that have been wronged by their employer, people that were wrongfully fired, harassed, sexually harassed, discriminated against um, the whole gamut. And I remember the moment when I realized that um, I needed to take a step back and re-examine my own life and I'll never forget it. And it was in 2018. And again I've been practicing, I think at that point for about eight years. And I'd just been promoted and I was working insane hours and I really enjoyed what I did, but it was like very um, emotionally exhausting type work, you know, because you take on a lot of what your clients are, are giving you. Because, you know, frankly, like most people that come and see a lawyer, like they're not gonna be in their best frame of mind, you know, emotionally and financially. And so you deal with a lot of stress, much like a lot of other industries. And so um, I'll never forget it. I had a client in there. She was a, a woman probably in her 50s. And um, I was trying to help her sort of transition from doing what she was doing on her job to get her out on a disability leave because she was so stressed out. It was manifesting in like physical ways. I won't get into the whole story, but um, I remember she was sitting in my office and I was talking to her. And I had this mirror across the wall in of my office that I used to like help get more sunlight in the room because I had a window behind me. And I'm, I'm talking to her and I'm, and I'm sort of walking her through the process. Okay, here's how this is going to work. Like, this is what I think we need to do. And I'm telling her, you know, like, we need to get you out on the stress leave. Like, you're clearly in need of like some rest. Like I can, you know, and as I'm saying all these things to her, I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror. And it was like one of those moments when you're like, what I'm saying out loud to this person is what I need to be telling myself. Yeah. Because... Like I am at the brink at that point, you know, I was at the brink of a complete meltdown. I had way too many clients. I had way too many cases. I was working way too many hours. I had an unhealthy relationship, um, a personal relationship, a romantic relationship going on. Um, I had unhealthy relationship with uh, substances. I had unhealthy relationship with my own body, with my own self. I didn't, it was like just this moment of looking at myself in the mirror, not quite recognizing who I saw, but hearing the words come out of my own mouth and thinking, I need to take my own advice and I need to take a break because I'm I'm the same places where my client is and how can I serve my client when I'm like me too, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was the moment.
0: That, that is was moment. such a powerful moment. Like, can you imagine a mirror and you just like, you literally talking to yourself. You're literally telling yourself, this is what I need to hear that's, that is such a powerful moment. So what came next?
1: Yeah. So it was that same day. Um, I I remember the client left and I I had a total meltdown at my, at my desk and I'd had many meltdowns before, you know, like crying and keeping the door closed and just trying to hold it all together. But this was like a different meltdown because again, it was like that connection I had in, in my mirror, which I generally didn't look in and talk to myself, you know? And so, Um, I, I was scared because I thought, you know, I don't know how this works. Like, this is, this is what I do for a living. And I don't know how this works. Like, I don't know what to do. Like who can take over my cases? Like, am I going to leave for a week? Am I going to leave for a month? Like, like, how is this even going to work? And, um, I had a colleague at my firm who I, I trusted enough to tell, like, she knew some of my, my stuff that I was going through, not everything, but she knew enough that, um, I went to her office and I was like, um, I'm about to like have a complete meltdown and I don't know what to do. And I need to know, like, can you take over some of these things that I'm working on so that I could feel like I can walk out and, and take a break. And she was, you know, thank goodness she understood and, and agreed to help me out. And I don't know without that little bit of like outside support. And again, that's like having the courage to tell people like I need help. That alone is hard. Right. It Especially like, when you're, when you're a professional and like, that's literally your job is to help other people. And not only that, but you have this like license to do it. And it's so like in my mind, I'm like, I don't want to lose my law license and let them know that I'm losing my mind. Like, I don't, you know, like all of these things that I was just worried about. And I just thought, you know what? Like I'm either going to jump off a cliff or I have to make some changes. And the first thing I have to do is tell someone that I need help. Yeah. And I was just super lucky that, you know, I had this colleague, we were friends and, and she was able to, to be like, yeah, go, <laughs> you know, like, we'll, we'll figure it out. So um, initially, yeah, initially, it wasn't my thought wasn't like, I'm going to leave the law. And I'm going to do this or that. It was just like, I'm literally losing my mind and burning out. And I don't know what else to do. I just feel like I need to, to walk away and just breathe.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's such an important I mean, I love that you highlighted that about how hard it is for us to ask for help. I don't know if it's, it's something ingrained in us. As humans, as women specifically, like, and especially like as women, generally speaking, we tend to be like the holders of so much, right? Taking care of others, whether it's in your home, whether it's in your profession, whether it's in your like friend group even, right? And, and we're so afraid of letting others down and that we don't recognize that we're actually letting ourselves down. And exactly. so, yeah, so it sounds like you realized in that moment in the mirror you were letting yourself down and you actually took action and you asked for help and how how brave of you to take those steps
1: yeah well thank you and you know and i think it's also one of those things is like you don't always know how much you've taken on until it does get to a breaking point and that's kind of like the hope is out like by sharing this kind of information with people, like we don't want people to get to that breaking point, like a little prevention before, you know, can go a long way. But like, I love this metaphor, cause this is like, this is a real life metaphor. Um, for me, uh, I have a, a stovetop in my house and I have a new one now, but before the new one, this was like two years ago, um, like one burner had burned out. And so you, I just adapted by using the other three and then a few months later, like the second burner went out. So, and then I'm just using the two and then the third one went out and then I'm just using one. And then I'll never forget this. Um, I, a guy that I had just started dating um, came over and was going to cook me dinner. <laughs> and he's like, you literally, you have one burner that works? <laughs> like, how have you been surviving? I like, thought to myself, you know, it's so crazy how, like, like, things can slowly start to get, like, whittled down, and your, your world gets a little bit smaller, your space gets smaller, your bandwidth gets smaller, but you adapt because it happens gradually, and you don't always realize it until someone pops in, and they're like, you have one working burner, how can you cook? And I'm just, like, embarrassed, you know, a little bit, too, but then I'm just thinking to myself, this is, like, my life, like... So so much of the stuff that I, we, we go through, it's like, it's it doesn't happen like in one hit. It's like a bunch of little, you know, death by million paper cuts or, or whatever the, the proverb is. Like yeah. little things will happen to, to burn you down. And before you know it, like you're stuck with a burner. And, and that's when like you have like those crisis moments. And I think the goal is to um, when the first burner goes out is to reassess and and, and try to figure out like, OK, how, how can I? how can I not fix it per se, but how can I, how can I manage this in a way that, that this is all still useful for me? Because I think so, so many of us, like we wait until it's the last burner and then, you know,
0: then what? <laughs> it's like uh-huh. a much bigger crisis. I love that metaphor too, because like you said, it's yeah. real life and it actually happened and it, it was a metaphor for life. And, and I think we can laugh about it. It's, it's silly, like and you said, a little embarrassing, but, you know, thinking about it back in terms of our life, It it is life happens and those moments happen, whether they're moments, whether they're relationships, whether they're um, jobs and burnout, like they start to like chip away and chip away and chip away and we're not taking full care of ourselves. And so then it's like you're kind of left with maybe like I've heard the expression like a shell of yourself and you don't necessarily even recognize like, who am I now? What happened to me from 10 years ago and 15 years ago who was so optimistic bright-eyed and bushy-tailed you know like full of life and full of hope and and that's not me anymore and I'm saying this from from my experience not trying to put words in your mouth but if that resonates with you what were then your building blocks of coming back together again or finding yourself again?
1: Yeah, no, that, that totally resonates with me. And and so my story, I mean, so I, I went on the sabbatical, not knowing, you know, how long it was going to be my the firm that I worked for was, you know, understanding enough to, you know, hey, take your time. They gave me six months and said, figure it out. And, you know, in six months, let us know if you want to come back or, you know, what you're going to do. So those first six months, and I'm, I'm not even exaggerating, um, I I had left the the firm. So like, you know, when you're used to working that many hours a day and suddenly you have all this time, um, it's, it's a little bit, um, jarring (laughs) in terms of like facing your own ish. Um, and at the same time I had broken up, uh, with my boyfriend at the time, we had a a long-term relationship, we were living together. And so like those things happened like in the course of three days, like left the job, broke up with the boyfriend, moved him out like I was literally left in my house just like a crying disaster. And on top of it, like I, there were some substance issues that I was dealing with that I hadn't told anybody about, but I was personally dealing with and, and still I hadn't shared with anybody yet. So those first six months, like I just pretty much cried every single day and I'm not even exaggerating. I was miserable. I did not know what to do. I, I had like horrible anxiety, like couldn't leave the house. It was just one of those like massive downward spirals. Like my mom had to come down and basically care for me for like the first month. Um, And I started going to therapy. And it really wasn't until um, like January of 2019 that I was like, all right, like, I got to make a decision now. Like, am I going back to the firm? Like, like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, I have this like crushing student loan debt. And I have this thing that I've worked so hard for. But the more I think about going back to what I was doing, the more I know that it's not sustainable. And that um, I don't want to go back to that place that I was at, you know, in mid 2018. And so, I told my firm, you know, I I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm not coming back. <laughs> so that was like the first step. And then I really like had a little bit of a like existential crisis because I, I didn't have a plan either. I didn't know what I was going to do. It was just like, well, I know I don't want to go back to law firm life, but like what else, like what what skills do I have that are like transferable? And I just felt lost. And the only thing that I knew to do was to go to yoga because yoga had been this thing that... I almost I liken it to like um being a flaky friend for like a decade. It was like I would go to classes and then like stop going for like a year and then like buy a package of 10 and then like go to one. And but it was always something that um I just like I knew that it was good for me. I just didn't know how it was good for me. But I knew like when I went, I walked out of that room, the studio, and I and I felt like a better version of myself, even if it was just for like a moment, I was like something, there's something magical about it. And I I don't know what it is, but I'm going to start going again. Mm -hmm. And so I did, I started going again in January of 2019. And, um, it was awful at first. Like I had gained a bunch of weight. So like, you know, there's a mirror, you don't want to be staring at yourself in a mirror for an hour, like moving your body around when like, I couldn't even recognize my own body. You know, I'm like, what is going on here? Like, I don't know. Like it was, it was awful. Like the first couple weeks that I went back and, um, I would always go in the back corner of the room and try just not to say anything to anybody and, you know, okay. But, um, but like I kept going cause it was all I really could do. You know, I wasn't working didn't have a relationship and was trying to figure out the next step. And as I continued going, I started to feel like some changes. And what I realized was like, a lot of it was, but I was starting to like physically embody like feel my body again and that was something i didn't realize had happened over the years and i think this happens for a lot of us is we sort of become disembodied from our ourselves like and we do this what like through various like coping mechanisms right so like being a workaholic or lots of wine or spending money or um you know there's a litany of things that we can do to escape from our bodies, even, you know, social media, looking at a screen, watching Netflix, like all of those things, like we're, we're kind of tuning out of our body and we're, we're distracting ourselves. And, um, what I realized in yoga was like, oh, like you can't do that here, like here, like you're here in your body and you're feeling things if you like it or not. And it sucks. <laughs> like the, the first, I mean, it sucked, it was awful. And I'm like feeling all this stuff that's like coming up and I'm like, I don't even know, like there would be times where I would start crying, like in class. Yeah. And I didn't know what was happening, but I knew that I was starting to feel my body again. And that's when I realized, like, I have been so, like, attuned to escaping this body that it doesn't feel like a safe place to be. And now that I'm kind of being, like, shown, like, or not, I wouldn't say forced, but now that, like, I'm doing this practice that is kind of making me be back in it, like, I hate it, but I know that I need it. And it was, like, this weird, like, shift and so I, I just kept going, kept going. And I, I thought to myself, and I'll never forget this. This was something that um, the ins- an instructor said during a class. And this was probably like three or four months into me, like going regularly. And she said something like, um, you are not your thoughts. And this is like, while we're like in a pose, you know, so you're already like vulnerable, like your hips are open and you're just like lying there. And, and I remember thinking like, that is the most liberating thing I think I've ever heard. Like, I am not my thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and in, in, I've, I've taken many yoga classes and, and teachers will say things that like, sometimes they land, sometimes they don't. Sometimes it sounds like woo-woo. You're like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, you know, I've had them say things, you know, like practice non-judgment. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I have to do that for a living, right? This is exactly I'm aware. And I'm like, this, person, you know, this is all just like BS, right? But <laughs> You know, when you're when you're open for it and you hear something and it lands for you, like, you don't forget it. And that's, that's when it opened up for me was when she said, you are not your thoughts. And I think a year before that I would have been like, whatever, like, woo-woo BS that is. But I realized I was like, if I'm not my thoughts, okay, like, then what am I? And so it kind of opened up this little, like, curiosity. And I'm like, I need to know more about this practice. Like, I want to understand the philosophy behind it. I want to understand why when I leave this room, I feel like a better version of me, even just for a moment. Like I said, like, I, w- I want to understand like what this is, because this, this is magical. Like, I, I don't get this from anything I've ever done in my life. And and I need to understand more. And so I just, um, from then on, I kind of just dove in and they were offering a, a training at that studio. And I signed up for it. it was just like, I guess I'm going to be a yoga instructor. And, you know, and meanwhile, in my mind, it's like, you know, you're failing at life. Like, you know, you went to law school, don't squander, you know, and it's like all those things that you think, like when you're trying to make a transition and even telling my family, like, I'm going to do this yoga teacher training and just like this, you know, silence. I'm like, what, <laughs> like, what, what do you, what, yeah. um, and so, yeah. So I, I did the training in 2019. I, um, toward the very end of the year, I, I got my like little certification and, um, and, uh, and I just, I fell in love with the, the, the tools, I guess. And I, I pictured yoga as like, they give you this little toolbox and they give you all these little tools that you can use and they show you kind of like, like, how to go about figuring out which tool works for you and which one works for which things, but they, they offer you this like amazing toolkit for life. It's not, it's not just about like physical or or, um, even mental. It's it's a toolkit for how to show up in the world. And I just thought like this, this is so much more helpful to me than anything else I've ever done. And And if I can share this with other people and help other people that were feeling like I was feeling, well then that's, magic because I, I don't I I don't know any other way, any other vehicle that has done more for me than this. And so that was at the end of 2019. And then I started teaching and then COVID happened. Mm-hmm. So it was like three months of like I'm a teacher, like I'm gonna change, you know, my my whole like everything's changing and I'm gonna start doing wellness work and this and that. And then COVID happened and um everything went upside down. You could no longer teach in person. And that was kind of the best part was like physically being in the room with other people and and having like an energy exchange. Like there's I mean it's hard to do, you know, Zoom and everything like that. And so um, I kind of I had a, a second guess of all my things. I was like, well what am I really doing? Like am I am I really gonna be a yoga teacher? Like how can I make any money doing this? I do have the reality of student debt. Like I do have this, and I have an ego that's telling me like, you know, you should, you should be this thing, this identity that you've connected to for so long. But, you know, realizing that like, but that's not really who I am. Like, that's what I did. But like, I'm, that's not who I am. So yeah, those first couple months of COVID were just, um, a lot of confusion. Cause I, I wasn't sure like, how do I, how do I still practice yoga? Like, how do I bring this into what I wanted to do? Like, And meanwhile, everyone that I know is needing a lawyer that does employment law. And that's what I do. And people are like, hey, we need help. Like, you know, I have a business owner and like, we don't know what to do with our employees. Like, we know that you do this work. And so I kind of, I don't want to say got like sucked back in, but I started doing more legal work. And I was like, ah, you know, I guess this is what I'm doing. I'm helping people. But the whole time I was just like, ah, this is, this is not what I want to do, you know, but I I need to be able to pay bills and, and whatever. So, um fast forward. Um, I was doing mostly legal work, but I was doing my own yoga practice, like, you know, on my own, which was, um, good and bad. I mean, it was good in the sense that I got really disciplined and got really into my own kind of, um, my own like depth of practice on my own, but I just missed like the energy. Um, and so that continued up until uh, 2021. Um, my best friend took me on a yoga retreat that summer and I had, just lost my mentor who was um when I was a little baby lawyer he was the one who really showed me like the possibilities of what you can do as an attorney and and the the magic that you can work with your law license and how you can really make changes in the world and he was very much an idealist and he was always somebody you know I had in my life up until the very end of his like you know telling me like kid you can do anything you know like just my, my biggest cheerleader my biggest fan and um anyway, he passed away in 2021. And my best friend was like, Hey, let's, let's go on this yoga retreat. Like you deserve it. Like COVID's not so bad anymore. You know, we can travel and let's go. And so we did. And I hadn't really been, um, I, this is what I, this kind of goes back to like the stove metaphor, (laughs) but, um, I had like slowly been kind of like getting back into that sense of like malaise and burnout with, Doing lawyer work, uh-huh. and um, but it happened so slowly that I didn't really realize it until I went on this retreat. And I had a moment, another moment again, and I'll never forget it. We were um, in a sound bath, which sounds woo woo, but sound baths are awesome. <laughs> I, I recommend them for anybody. I don't know if you've ever been to one, but they're. Um, they're awesome. And we were in a sound bath. It was like the middle of the retreat and we're, we're lying there and where it's in the rainforest and there's like, I can hear the rain. There was a lightning storm. It was like, you know, 85 degrees out. It's like, it's like the air on your skin. It was just like a very like, um, very present moment. And again, the instructor said something, I don't actually remember what she said, but it was something that was similar to like, you are not your thoughts. And it was like, oh my gosh, like, yes, like, this is why I practice this, because this feeling, and and I remember lying there and just thinking like, I'm home again, like, I I feel like I'm at home. And even though I'm in another part of the world, and I don't know a lot of these people very well, like in the sound bath, and you would have told me this like five years ago, I'd have been like crazy. But I just... (laughs) I felt the sense of like you're at home and um, and I and I literally envisioned like my my rib cage like opening and like my heart just kind of like coming out. And it was like and I, I, I mentioned the stovetop metaphor, because what I hadn't realized is like I'd kind of been closing off, you know, for like the last year and a half, like I think a lot of people during COVID, like we're closing down certain things. I had been closing off for, you know, a year and a half and and suddenly like I I realized it and it was like a rusted like rib cage and I had to like open it back up and be like, ah, I'm home. And it was after that moment that I was like, okay like this is magic, this is special. I need to do something about this and I don't know what it's gonna be but I I need to do something. And so ever since then, I've been getting back into my yoga practice and started going to studios again because obviously COVID got a little bit more manageable, um, and and things just kind of progressed from there. So, uh, in terms of like building blocks, I mean the last thing that kind of pushed things into the next phase was um, getting asked to teach at a studio that I had started going to, and um, you know starting to teach again, and I realized like okay, this is how I can share a lot of this stuff that I've been working through myself in the last four years at this point, right? Because I left my job in 2018, like four years of like therapy and like self-discovery and all of this stuff. Like, here's a way that I can now like share this. And so now I have a platform and now I can actually do what I wanted to do two and a half years ago, but COVID kind of threw a wrench in and that's bringing this back into, um, like the, the, the origination of the space that I, I wanted to help people was like, I want, I want people to have like a better tomorrow. I want people to feel better about their, their working lives. Cause we spend so much time in our jobs um, that, you know if you're not happy with what you're doing and not everyone's gonna love what they do. Like let's face it like a lot of parts of our of what we do for work sucks, it just does. But if I can help people like shift their mindset and I can help businesses treat their employees like human beings and avoid a lot of the messes that I used to clean up as a lawyer, like, and I can do that with yoga. Well, then this is what this is like the marriage of the things that I care about. I and so love that. Yes, that's kind of like the the progression of where we're at now.
0: But that's so beautiful. Like you said it right there the marriage of like the things that you're passionate like the skills that you possess. And I'll I'll go back and I'll say woo woo is okay in this space. Like I'm all for it every day all day. And um to be a little woo-woo, like as I hear your story, I just, I just think like the universe, like the universe putting all of these things in place, like the universe putting that message of you are not your thoughts in a moment where you were open to hear it. Even like when COVID hit, I feel like the universe sent you these opportunities to go back to this old field, but with a different mindset, you know, with like kind of the awareness already in you. And I love that you share that part of the story, because I think it's really important to highlight and illustrate for others on their path, that it's not always going to be a straight line. It's not going to be this clear cut trajectory. It's going to have, you know, forward motion, backward motion, you know, take a left turn, and it's going to to go down this detour and you know you're there in that detour for who knows how long maybe a year maybe five years but like you're always on the right path that you're meant to take and and yeah I think going back to my woo the universe is always gonna like give you those opportunities um, and at the moment that you're ready for them so I think everything about your story very clearly illustrates that. Uh, well, th- thank you. And I, what you just said that um, reminded me of
1: um, a word that I learned recently I have to share with you. So what you just described um, is what the Greeks call kairos. So the Greeks have two ways of explaining time. They use the word chronos, you know, chronological, the linear sequential version of time. And they use the word kairos and kairos explains like the depth, the fullness of time and they use it to describe like kind of uh, i think like how an archer used to you know be able to to pinpoint a spot and launch his arrow and and just hit it exactly but their point was, is that this this other way of looking at time, this fullness of time, it, it's when all of the work that you've done in the, the chronos and, and the, the sequential part of it comes to this fruition where things like, you know, we say this all the time, the planets aligned, you yes. know? And literally, like, that's what they're talking about. Like, yes, things have aligned. And I and I had this moment in, it, in my yoga class, actually, like about a month ago. It was during the lunar eclipse. And I was, and I just learned this word Kairos and I was telling my students about it. And I realized that I was talking, I was like, oh, like that that's what the lunar eclipse is. Like we're literally though, our planet isn't aligned with the sun and the moon. And that's why all these, and I just, it was like this <laughs> moment. And what you just described made me think of it because that's exactly what it is. It, it is the fullness of time allows for those opportunities that maybe we're kind of always hovering around, but you weren't able to actually see them. Yeah. It allows for that. And that's like, that's the beauty of, of being, um, aware of what lights you up because then you start to see the opportunities. They open themselves up. They, they may, again, they may have always been there and you just weren't in the fullness of time ready for it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I love that. I I can see you as we're having this conversation. I see you so fired up, lit up. And I love, you know, I think that's what this podcast is really about is like sharing those stories where people have that energy to be able to inspire others to also have that energy. So do you have any tips for any of our listeners? If anybody is feeling um, whether they feel stuck or just like scared of taking that next step or taking action?
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean. I still feel scared and stuck all the time, you know? And I, and I think it's what, what you have to realize is that you're going to feel like that <laughs> and um, there's, there's no, there's no quick fix. And, and I think so often, you know, we're being told like, you know, there's, there's ways you can fix your life, you know, like you hashtag life hack, like, here's a tip that I can, you know, but the reality is, is like, there really isn't such a, such a thing. Like the best thing that you can do for yourself when just in life in general, but also in particular when you're feeling stuck is just realize that like, it's, that's, it's temporary. Like, like you're in this place, you're feeling this thing, it's valid, like process the emotion and, and it, will, it will pass, like, like things are never permanent. And you know, I think that's a lot of like the Buddhist teaching is like the impermanence of all things, right? And it's, it's one thing to like read that and like say it, but like to actually like realize it in your life and, and say to yourself like, okay, I do feel like this right now. Like I'm gonna sit with it. It's uncomfortable, this feeling sucks, but I'm not alone. Every other human being on this planet is feeling some form of this too at some time in their life. And, you know, that's a huge part, knowing that you're not alone because you absolutely are not. Mm -hmm. And and knowing that it's not going to be that way forever, you know. Um, Those are the things that I have to remind myself, like, on, like, sometimes an hourly basis, you know. It's like, okay, like, it's going to be fine, you know, even if it isn't fine, it will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, A lot of that goes back to the self-trust that we were talking about.
0: It it reminds me of earlier when you were saying it was uncomfortable for you those first like three days. And and you said, you know, the first six months, but like you were really kind of honing in on that really beginning time period of taking yourself back to that yoga class. Like you knew it was good for you. You knew it was something you enjoyed, you know, here and there. it's Like there had always been this whisper inside of you. Um, And I really think that that speaks to growth, right? Like I think if we're, not uncomfortable we're not growing and so as we grow and evolve and change like there is going to be that period of discomfort and so we should just come to expect that and you know that's I think a little bit for me what I tell myself not to give up not to you know keep going like no it's not going to be easy no it's not going to be comfortable but that's kind of the point right of changing your life (laughs)
1: Yes. And, and it's like finding the comfort in the discomfort. And this is another reason. And I could talk about why I love yoga for years. But this is what I love so much about the actual practice of it is that that is what you're doing when you're, you're doing the physical practice, you are putting yourself in these uncomfortable positions where your leg is tired or your side hurts or whatever but you're using your breath to stay present and find some comfort in knowing that this is a temporary thing i'm going to be moving in a few moments and and what you do on your mat is literally a metaphor for what you're doing in your life and and that's that connection between what you're doing on your mat and taking it off your mat in your life like that's what i'm trying to hone in on and, and, and share with other people. Because like I said, there are so many things in that practice that are exactly what you're talking about. And, and, but you're like literally doing them (laughs) in your body. And suddenly you're like, this is a metaphor for my life. Like this pose, you know, it sounds a little bit ridiculous, but it's true. So finding comfort in the discomfort and knowing that everyone else is trying to do the same thing is,
0: is one of the the best ways I think to, to keep smiling. I think, yeah, community is so important. Finding yourself a community of of like-minded people, a supportive community. I think that really can go a long way. Yeah. Thank you so much, Marissa, for having this conversation. Um, If people are looking to connect with you, how can they find you?
1: Yeah. Um, so my Instagram is um, Marissa does yoga. So Marissa dot does dot yoga. Um, I put on some breathing techniques and things like that on my Instagram. It's relatively new. So, um, but it's, I've been trying to post weekly and then I do have a website. It is renegademermaid.com. It's a whole other uh, story behind that name, but that's where I'm doing my my blogging and kind of sharing a lot of the stuff that I'm, I'm trying to do in terms of helping The community, my community, the legal community, people in general, um, a lot of that's on that website.
0: Awesome. Well, we'll make sure to put that in the show notes for anybody who's interested in checking that out. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Maya. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and follow. Don't forget to share with a friend, and you can also follow me on Instagram at omayagene. Until next time, bye.